time being 5.33. I call the January 9th, 2024 Franklin School Budget Subcommittee meeting to order. Um, just so everyone's aware, this meeting is being recorded by Franklin Matters. And uh, just, you know, before we start, I just want to check if uh, members had an opportunity to review the meeting minutes from last time. Yep. Excellent. Thank you. So um, with that being said, I'll turn it over to Lucas and Bob for tonight's discussion of the FY24 capital improvement requests. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, we're joined today. Dr. Dutch um, is going to walk through some of the details, but just to give uh, a, a holistic overview, uh, every year we have a capital request program that's put into place, and uh, basically the town administrator, uh, through some of the money that's in hold, any uh, free cash from snow and ice removal, those types of things, go into a capital project. Uh, I'm sorry, a capital request process, and every department within the town uh, puts forth requests. Um, oftentimes these are things that uh, don't exist in our current budget, our operating budget, but are things that we look to try to do to continue to support our system. And that applies for every department. The process is to start, uh, review this with school committee, go to the whole committee for approval after it goes through budget subcommittee. Then tomorrow night we have a FinCom meeting where it's round one and every department is represented. The FinCom has an opportunity to weigh in, ask questions, um, and then it moves on to the town council's uh, budget sub, I'm sorry, capital subcommittee, and then goes to the full town council for approval. So that's basically the process as we as we move forward. And uh, you'll see in here, I'll have uh, Dr. Dutch will definitely weigh in on some of the requests. But just to give you a little bit of a sense um, from the school department, uh, we have special education vans in there. You'll see we have a fleet of approximately, I want to say, seven to ten. Yeah, about 10. About 10. Um, and uh, we continue to try to update those as we go. You'll notice the age of this one. It's a 13-year-old sped van, uh, special education van. And mm -hmm. we try to keep up with it every year. Uh, we try to keep up and try to replace the oldest vehicle with the most mileage. Our, facil I mean, our facilities and the mechanic that works within the shop is excellent. Provides great feedback to the special education department on the lifetime and, and what needs to happen. Um, sometimes, as we all know, as uh, motorists, you hit a point, a turning point with a vehicle where it's no longer feasible to keep repairing and then you have to make decisions. So we've tried to stay ahead of that curve because we're not, this isn't a private vehicle, but we use it obviously to transport students reliably. Uh, you'll see additional requests in there for math curriculum, Chromebooks, um, which is part of a replacement cycle that we've had within the district. And you'll notice a warranty extension and then uh, a list of other items that we can go through. I know you've had this document to review um, and I'll kick it over to you, Dr. Dutch, to to fill in the blanks and add any other information. Sure. Um, so you, you can see that the requests that are here, and these are in the priority that they were listed. So number one was listed as priority one, number two was listed as priority two. Um, and then the technology requests are in the order of, of priority within those, within the technology requests. Um, obviously the, the Chromebooks and the, the, the uh, laptops for, for staff are integral uh, to the day-to-day the -day instruction that's happening. Um, we, we purchased, uh, you purchased a, a lot of Chromebooks uh, in 2020 during uh, the pandemic, and those are now four years old, and we need to start to cycle those mm -hmm. and replace them. So we have, a, we have a plan to replace 400 per year moving forward. Um, 
the administrator laptops uh, and, and staff laptops should be, they're on a four-year cycle, um, at least a planned four-year cycle. The reality is we're closer to five or six years. Uh, there's just no way, given the cost of the laptops, to replace them on a four-year cycle. Um, these, rather than replace these laptops that are four or five years old, we are, they're functioning very well. Um, they represent a liability if a motherboard or something goes that's significant, so we're extend, looking to extend the warranty, which will give us another two years of use, rather than replacing all of those laptops. So the saving, the, the replacement cost would be closer to $300,000. So we're extending them for two years for $55,000. So I think that's a wise decision. Um, the item C, the view, touch view displays at the high school, um, there were 116 rooms that had them installed in 2014 when the school was built. So we need to begin to replace those. Uh, they're, they're reaching their, their end of life, um, both from a practical perspective, but also from a technological perspective. Uh, the large format uh, interactive displays are in the project room, the library, video production. Those are a little, little more high end, uh, besides being much larger. And then um, we, we started repairing the AV system in the uh, gym and the auditorium. And we need to continue that. Uh, and that's what the $100,000 request is there. So that's uh, repairs, maintenance, and in some cases, replacement of components, not the entire system. And then the four large projectors at the high school Gym, auditorium, cafeteria, and lecture hall, again, are approaching 10 years old, ending near uh, end of life, so we need to, to replace those. Um, the facility department also put in a facilities capital request that included some school items that I did not include here. I assume uh, that Mike uh, includes that in his report tomorrow night. Um, and so it's not part of our formal request. Um, some things that were already budgeted previously, and then uh, like the, the man traps, pedestrian traps at a couple of schools that will be done now. Um, the money's already been allocated, but there's a couple of other things that are uh, on that, on his list this year. Um, security cameras, uh, things like that mm -hmm. related to facilities. So that's kind of where we are. Um, we, we get input from all the cost center leaders, so technology, special ed, teaching and learning, the principals, um, subsequently they, they usually get feedback from their own staff uh, as well. And I know Mike um, for facilities speaks to them as well. He has a pretty good, pretty good he has a very good handle on um, what needs to be done in the buildings uh, just from his own experience and expertise. So I'll be happy to answer any questions that you have related to this. Um, I just do want to say that there is an existing five-year plan. It's really a four-year plan at this point. Um, and we're, we're getting some input from administrators to 
try and extend that out to a fifth year so that we, we have a continual five-year plan um, for our needs. So now if you have any questions. All right, well, thank you very much, um, Bob and Lucas. Uh, I'll open it up to members now to ask any questions. The one question I have is, uh, instead of buying the laptops, we can't we lease it? We, we can lease them. Um, he has looked into leasing, um, and for this point, uh, he's, he's chosen to, to buy them. Um, I think part of it is is the cost of leasing for usually it's a three year or four year lease. It's not significantly less and it's at end of life anyway at that point for the device. So you're not you're not saving a whole lot of money um, you still have the same responsibilities for the device uh, from a warranty perspective. Uh, it, it's, you can't just turn it back in. Uh, so he, he has explored that. Um, I think you know there's there's talk. He's had some conversations with me about moving in that direction. He just wasn't ready to do it yet. But you may see that in the in the future. So with regard to the laptops, um, just the wording here is a bit confusing for me. Yeah. Um, so fifty five thousand uh, to replace the laptops. It's not. It's, it's then three hundred. To be replaced at a cost of twelve fifty each, but the price represented is to extend the warranty. Can we break that down just a bit to make sure that this is clear for anyone following along? So three hundred laptops is part of that cost. We are we are updating the warranty on three hundred laptops at a cost of fifty five thousand dollars. The cost to replace them all would be three hundred times one thousand two hundred and fifty. Um, the original request uh, was to replace all of them with the alternative. And that's why you're seeing this wording. The wording for tomorrow night uh, is much clearer, fortunately, so I apologize for that. Okay. So what, instead of doing the warranty, what would the cost be to just replace these instead? I'll get you a hard number, because mm -hmm. I have it on, on the sheet, but it's faster to do it. I think it's it is worded differently. One thing I think that he's trying to show too is demonstrate this request. These, even with an extension, will eventually need to be replaced, mm -hmm. and that's what the cost will be. Three hundred and seventy-five thousand. The same three hundred. Okay. For those exact ones, like they're they're in the queue, but if we can make them last a little bit longer, I think that's a strategy we've tried to do: just extend the uh, individual equipment as long as we can. The challenge will be that next year you're going to want to do another 300, and you know, are you going to replace those and and potentially these? Are you going to continue to extend warranties, which is, is an appropriate approach given, you know, these are high-end devices and they're they're lasting more than four years. You just want to not assume too much liability, which is why we do the warranty. He is continuing to explore other types of devices as well. Um, I know that Chromebook technology has gotten better. I know we think about our students' Chromebooks, mm. but they make an adult, like a laptop Chromebook. Um, but the price points, they haven't created, a, uh, there hasn't been that much of a cost savings yet, but he anticipates that as, as Chromebooks become part of the, 
the game, um, we can we can look. I, I'm I'm using a pilot right now. I can't print from it, for example. It doesn't connect because uh, you have to do cloud print. I could from a school, but there's an example of I said I'd like to use, if I'm going to get behind something, I'd like to test drive you know this. So he had a lender, and I'm, I'm we're exploring different things for just to figure out ways to be as efficient as possible. Yeah, I just wonder if we looked into this, you know, from a perspective of kind of the long term. So if it's every, you know, every year we're going to come back and we're going to say, all right, let's try and extend the warranty for two more years on the next round. And then at some point in time, you're going to have to replace the ones that you've now extended the warranty on. Plus, you're going to have to extend the warranty and we're going to get hit with everything all right. at once. And you, at some point in time, you just can't escape it. Mm -hmm. So would there be value in trying to put in the full request now, seeing what, what is there and have this as a backup instead of just putting forward kind of the backup option in the first place? I think part of the reason for putting in the backup at this point in time um, was we had some general knowledge of what the total allotment potentially would be for the mm -hmm. schools. And looking at all of the needs, we're already over that allotment with that request and doing, you know, putting in for full replacement of all of these would put us another. Almost three hundred thousand dollars over uh, that amount, which you know, which would mean something else isn't getting done. So we felt like this could be we could kick the can down the road a little bit with those, in hopes that there may be some some additional funding down the road, whether it's through grants or some alternative, rather than relying on on capital because it's. Cyclically, it's it's hard to continue mm -hmm. as, you're, as you're pointing out. And as I look at this this particular round, like this year, there are things that came up at the high school last year that we deferred. For example, when you look at the interactive touch view displays, they were already at a point where uh, that that's basically the instructional. It's what the teachers use in every classroom mm -hmm. to project. Um, they have a projector model style. But um, as those fail, uh, we experienced this K through eight all uses touch views now. We were able to get through that through capital and kind of roll those out, not kind of roll those out successfully um, K to eight for all elementary schools. It's a better uh, product. It's more sustainable and, and it's easier to repair the touch view. It's like a big um, tablet, if you will, a massive tablet to think of it that way. The bulbs alone and trying to find bulbs and replacements can be certainly costly, and it wasn't an effective way. So the idea is, I think that was something that came up last year. We we deferred it, and now we're hitting a point where we we certainly don't want to have those continue to start to break and fail. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to stay ahead as possible um, with some of that. So I um, I appreciate the thought because I think that's where our heads are at. How do we prioritize some things that keep us stable so that we're not um, seeing systems fail and we already experiencing the for example the when you look at the uh, auditorium we have a beautiful auditorium and i remember the first day of school welcoming um, teachers and we had to hook up a laptop in the middle and then it had to someone had to cue it manually up top it just felt like we were patchworking and it was because we we're trying to keep up with the uh the the av system updates that we've kind of piecemeal but you have this beautiful Auditorium. Thankfully, the uh, audio pieces worked for Legally Blonde, but we do a lot in that space where, uh, for as beautiful it is of an investment and how often it's used, it certainly is in need of um, some of the work to have things work correctly from the center console to the. So those are the types of things where, uh, in this particular budget round, we've tried to look to try to 
mitigate as, as as best we can, but your point's well taken. Well, and are these things that we could potentially look at? Um, you know, I know there are some some discussions surrounding ways to try and bring in additional funding mm -hmm. more broadly. Are these things that we could look at for a just a standard budget and potentially have these as proposals kind of early on to be able to understand, all right, great, not just how do we keep things going, but mm -hmm. how can we really get ahead of it? How can we, you know, invest more effectively now mm -hmm. so that next year we don't have to worry about trying to just stitch it together for another year or another yeah. two years and really make, you know, kind of make that big, that big impactful investment in these so yeah. that it also potentially frees up capabilities for us elsewhere. Right. Because... But you don't have to worry about obviously replacing all these things because it was it was able to be covered, um, or if we're able to increase the overall budget substantially. Right. It really gives room to some other things that I think people would be very interested in seeing. Right. I would agree. That's that's part of the reason that we would like an accurate capital five-year capital plan so that we we can predict what our expenses are likely to be, um, and then see if. Knowing that they're going to outstrip the the available funds, most likely, could we move some of these into a budget? Right. If we're able to okay. get an override, and you know, that's where that kind of. I'm assuming that's where that your your that, 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 that is is going. And I think I think that's when we think long term. We're thinking about we know our transportation. Right, we, we can predict that we're going to have vans that we need to continue if we're yeah. going to continue to educate at industry. least one a year. Right, yeah. uh, and then we can model that out because we know the age and mileage and date and condition of all those vehicles. When we think technology, we know how many people have a laptop that's at year five. Mm -hmm. Right, we know. So I think we um, have that information. Curriculum, we know our AP U.S. History class has textbooks at this year and. You know what's the cycle? What's the and that's what the Office of Teaching and Learning is working on a curriculum review cycle that's more predictable. That includes not only the content, but how are we going to fund these types of things and which which are the priority items? We just did a huge uh, literacy um, request last year for K to K through uh, five literacy implementation mm -hmm. for a research-based um, core. A tier one literacy program across all of our elementary schools for our students, which we hadn't done since 2005. So that was a priority in the curriculum realm that we uh, invested in. So it's like, now what's the next step? What are the next pieces? So um, you bring up a great point around the more we can model out, we can have these discussions and we can get guidance from school committee and from our school business department to prioritize things operationally and then also utilizing a capital funding process for other things. Well, and to that point, um, you also mentioned that you know generally what this pot looks like and that you're already over. When we're talking about over, you know, I think, you know, there it comes down to really making sure that we're all in alignment as to the priorities here. And I, I think, you know, the, the rationale is fine. Like, the rationale makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, put it together well. Um, how much of this do we think is not going to make that? I'm, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know how hard that number, how much of a hard number that was that we were given. It was ballparked. And we're, we're in that ballpark, mm -hmm. I think. We're about... I want to say just our request is only forty is forty nine thousand dollars over okay. what what we were told. That doesn't include the facilities piece. Now if they bring the facilities into our allocation of you know what what's considered, then we're over some more significantly. But it wasn't really part of our request. It's my my perspective. Do you have a comment or can I keep going? 
I just want to make sure I'm not. You can continue. It's okay. Okay. Um, so if, if we're sitting right at uh, potentially 49 over, there's one number in there that seems like it sits really closely to that value. Is that would you, you be looking at the laptops as the target for something there, or is that really that high priority? No, it's a high priority. Okay. Um, the, the liability that it presents if too many of them break down um, is significant to teaching and learning, and we don't have the staffing capacity to repair them in a timely manner. So they, they need, the warranties need to be extended because if they're not repairable, they'll replace them, um, which you know, in a perfect world, it would be great. Um, because then you're going to get five more years out of those replacements. Strategic, kind of like <laughs> I, I would, I would look. Uh, if you scroll uh, down, Bob, four large projectors at FHS, for example. In past years, we've said, okay, if we have to, do we need to replace all four at once? Is mm -hmm. this something where we have to prioritize the two most used? Not that uh, they're all important, but um, we need to look at those uh, in context too where they're used and how they're used. Um, and I think that's where we have to go back to the, the high school admin team, the leadership team, and say, hey, you know, which ones would be, like, that's how I could see us needing to, because I think we're trying to hit on a wide range between student services, curriculum, transportation, um, technology. And the most students are impacted when we can provide them with an updated Chromebook when we can make sure that the uh, interactive displays in each of the classrooms is up and running and functional because that's a delivery method for instruction. And then in these larger spaces, we'd have to prioritize if we needed to. It's a great question. A lot of good questions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate the discussion. Thank you. And then um, before we wrap up, um, so, yeah, I'm noticing from last year, some kind of repeat requests, you know, the special education van sticks out, of course, mm -hmm. the Chromebooks, which we've talked about. Um, wasn't math curriculum last time, but I believe there was a different curriculum that... Literacy. Literacy, exactly, when um, kind of requesting a longer term um, license, yeah. curriculum license was more cost effective. So would you mind, just for the education of the new members, just kind of maybe giving a little historical context in the last couple of minutes that we have here in terms of some of the um, repeat things that we're seeing? Sure. Um, we saw, basically we requested, I, do you have the number there for literacy? That's the last one. It was 300 and something thousand. Four, and it was one year, mm. um, uh, two years. It was a two year? Five well, no, we, we received it because of the grants. I think what Dave's alluding to is we had received an amount that would have covered, I think it was a two-year commitment or a one-year commitment. I have to, mm -hmm. it says it in there. Yeah. It was uh, a one-year. It was a one-year. Yeah, so for right. 300000 to do this, it's the up, it's because you still have to train staff whether you have the product for a year or five years. You still have to have the up upfront professional development, the licensing, the materials. And um, we ended up, we knew we needed more. Uh, Dr. Tim Frazier, one of our humanities, uh, he's our humanities director, K to two, I mean K through 12, had reached out, found grant opportunities, and he was able to supplement that and increase it. Then he went back to the, the vendors. We were piloting with two companies based on the products and had a huge group that was coming together of teachers to decide on which, which path we would go. We ended up uh, supplementing the capital request that was approved and increasing it, and we ended up with a five-year plan, and it ended up costing us about a hundred grand per 
year versus like 325 for one year, mm -hmm. uh, if I'm remembering correctly the exact numbers. So um, those are examples. We continue to look for grants to supplement, but uh, if we hadn't found that, we would have been spending money that would have only brought us so far. So I think we're constantly up against that, and I think that's part of the part of the narrative of how we're trying to kind of sustain the work and, and, and do right by kids and provide uh, the teachers the materials they need to, to instruct students. So, um, yeah, that's how that that's how that played out. Some some of the others that you see is what appear to be recurring requests are because we have fleets. We have yeah. a fleet of vans. Um, we have a fleet of technology, and it's all cyclical. So you, it's it's something that you'll see every year because we're not doing it all at once. Yeah. Thank you um, for that clarification. So, unless there's anything else, um, I think it's probably about time for us to wrap up. So, okay. thank you both for um, this information. Really appreciate it. Um, were we planning on j just reviewing, or do we do we need to vote on it? Um, you should. I think you should take a. Um, yeah, because you're going to want them to make a recommendation tonight. Right. 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 Okay. So, when did you take a uh, a vote to uh, approve the capital requests to move forth to the, the full school committee okay. for a vote. I will entertain a motion to move forward the FY24 capital improvement request to the full school committee. So moved. Is there a second? Aye, sir. All right. All, all those in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed? None. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. And now in our last minute, I'll entertain a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Yeah. All, right. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy by the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.